The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. tonight mark schofield we're a couple days into padded practices at training camp and we hate to tell you but we told you so <laughs> that'll, that'll be the theme of the show tonight is we tried to tell you but um it's been a rough rough start to training camp as the cowboys have been dealt some some tough blows on the injury front uh we're going to talk about that a little bit today some of the things they can do to maybe overcome those but before we get started mark how's the old patriots camp going um, well, um, so far, nobody's been injured of note, which is a nice little thing. Um, I think it's fair to point out that bef- right after he hit record, Connor sat there for like maybe almost a minute, just rubbing his eyes. Like he didn't even start talking. He was just, he hit record. Zoom was like, this meeting is being recorded. And Connor just sat there rubbing his eyes because like he said, the, the theme of last week's show was, hey. The starters are good, but if some of these guys get hurt and you're without some players when the season begins, it could be bad. I was, and, thinking, um, about Connor, what, I was thinking about what you said on the show last week at it, it, it about 5 o'clock yesterday, and it's so true. And It's something that I just don't think fans wrap their heads around sometimes, and it's just like our job – I mean, again, you're fans of the Patriots, I'm a fan of the Cat. We're fans of these teams, but our job is to evaluate the process. Yeah. Like, it's to evaluate the roster building, the roster strategy, the play calling. Like, all of that goes into what gets us excited or what gets us frustrated with our football team. And even though we're fans, if they're not doing things we think are smart, we're going to have a negative feeling on a lot of these things. So people hate me because I'm not positive ever, but it's like, okay, it's been 27 years since you've won a Super Bowl. You haven't made it to an NFC championship in this long. And you start camp off with not having a very talented roster, which we've talked about, relying solely on the health of your roster. 
and in the first day you lose a starting wide receiver and your swing tackle that really wasn't a good swing tackle to begin with. So I go, what are you, what should you be excited about right now if you're a Cowboys fan? And it's Dak Prescott, which half the fan base hates for some reason, and CeeDee Lamb, who right now, I mean, if you're playing the Cowboys and CeeDee Lamb's the only threat on that offense outside of Tony Pollard, which they refuse to play, how can you get super excited about the start of the season? Because they say they're not going to bring in any of these veteran wide receivers, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago too. Like, there was a few left out there. A lot of those guys have kind of been nagged up with, you know, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry. You know, that was a little bit earlier in the offseason. But you don't have many difference makers out there now. You're kind of stuck with what you got, and what you got's not great. So that's where I'm at on my uh, – my seasonal approach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think, I think that's fair. I mean, it's, it's fair to point out that it wasn't just last week that you and I talked about this. It's been the kind of the theme right. of the past couple of weeks. It's just the approach via free agency. And in some ways the draft has left us sort of scratching our head because the, you need depth on a football team. Like you, you need, six receivers you need a swing tackle that you can rely on you need depth up and down the roster and you know what we talked about last week with jerry jones saying you know we, we want guys that are healthy and all that stuff here we are right you know they throw the pads on and here we are we got guys down you know we've got washington out for six to ten weeks you know gallops on pop like if you roll into week one that first game with C.D. Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, and Noah Brown or T.J. Vasher, you know, one of those two as your third guy at 11 personnel sets. Okay. I mean, that's not what we thought we were going to see. It's 2018 all over again, except instead of, I mean, again, 2018, Cole Beasley and Alan Hearns were kind of your number one. You got C.D., who's a better, better, better player. Don't get me wrong. But if you got one one weapon on offense, the defense will go, fine, beat us with Noah Brown and TJ Vash. Yeah. yeah. If Noah Brown goes for three, you know, 10 catches for 180 yards and three touchdowns, fine. Right. You win. Right. But we don't think that's going to happen. He has zero touchdown receptions in his four years in the NFL. If that guy beats us. Oh, you're saying he's due. <laughs> And again, like it's funny to me because you know the the Jerry Jerry talked to the media after training camp today, and a lot of media was like, "What are you gonna do now? You don't have a swing tackle. Your receiver room looks awful." He's like, "Nothing. Just opens up more opportunities for these young guys that we drafted and, and brought in in UDFA." And do you think we talked about it last week? The Rams would never do that. They would go no. sign T.Y. Hilton. Go sign go, somebody. Right, like they would even go if that person someone. ends up just being a camp body, you right. go sign somebody because you, why not? Like, what are you gonna? What else are you gonna do? You're just gonna, you know, see if guys can step up. Okay, that's nice. Who? Right, right. And, and if you had like, I mean, again, a guy. Even if you had a guy like Cedric Wilson that they drafted in the sixth round a couple of years ago. Who like was always intriguing. Like he had the size, he could play yeah. in and out. Like that's Jalen Tolbert this year, but he has to be your two now. Like yeah. if you had a guy like that who was your fifth wide receiver, I, maybe it's TJ Vasher, but he's a UDFA and like 
second year in the league. He's never played a down in the NFL. It's just like, how excited are we going to get about TJ Vasher or uh, Tony Pollard is your wide receiver three right now. Yeah, pretty much. That might be the approach, which when you start talking about like, yes, he's seen some snaps in the slot, but it's when like you really start talking about taking guys and sort of moving them around positionally as the way to fix things. That should be a red flag of sorts that yeah. maybe we didn't do things right going into training. Right. And that's all I want them to realize is like, yeah, maybe we need to improve on these couple things. And it's just year to year. They don't, you know, like that's the, that's the biggest thing for me. And, and again, like David Hellman, buddy, David Hellman put out a tweet yesterday and it was, it was about the offensive line. Matt, well, let's go obviously getting shoulder surgery kind of maybe expected to miss the whole year, you know, could be, I mean, it could be a red shirt scenario where maybe this is not a real thing and they wanted to keep him around. We think he was a guy that needed a lot of the work. So you, you were hoping that he could stay in the weight room, could go to the practices, you know, could, could do all that. But um, my buddy, David Hellman put out a tweet uh, yesterday that was, it was pretty much saying, I can't believe that they came into training camp this ill-prepared it swing tackle with Tyron's health the way it is, but not being absolutely, he says, I'm not at camp today, but hi, this sucks. And is a big part of the reason why I was like, and am mystified that they were cool rolling with what they had at offensive tackle. I quote retweeted that and said, hi, I'm not at camp today, but hi, this sucks. And is a big part of the reason why I was and am mystified that they were cool rolling with what they had at wide receiver. And it's just like, Offensive tackle is an important spot. The passing game is one of the most important things in the NFL. And, like, you went into the season just not prepared at swing tackle and at receiver. And what do you know, the first day of camp, your depth at offensive tackle and starter receivers gone for the foreseeable future. And it's just the sit, wait, and see approach lands you with you're scrambling, you're scrambling, you're either not you're giving guys opportunities who never have earned the opportunity or you're signing bottom of the barrel guys because everybody else worth the damn has been snatched up. Yeah. And, and, and that's where they're going to end up is you're now in a situation. We sort of talked about this a little bit where you're waiting to see who gets cut from other teams. Right. Like, all right. Does new England move on from a receiver that we feel like could, could help us out. Right. Like when you're, where, when you're in that position of then looking for other teams and waiting for a cut down day again, not a good position to be in. Yes. There are available options out there. Like, you know, we, we, we've talked about some of their wide receivers specifically, you know, I even saw some people say, well, you know, would it be crazy to sign Antonio Brown? Right. Like that's where we're at right now with this wide receiver. I mean, the perfect fit for me is Will Fuller, like James Washington, yeah. Will Fuller, the same player. They just do it a different way. Yeah. I would prefer Will Fuller over James Washington. You know, as if that was their first signing, I'd have been more excited about Will Fuller and James Washington. But now that James Washington's out of the picture, like I have no clue why you wouldn't go, hey, are you healthy? Cool. You're going to be our wide receiver two until Michael Gallup comes back and then you'll slide in as a wide receiver three. That takes pressure off of Jalen Tolbert. Like that just makes that makes you could that, get that's the Los Angeles Rams move is they'd go sign yeah. Jalen Tolbert, right? I mean, they'd go sign Will Fuller right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 not even we need just for 17. We need you for five. Right. Like, can you give us can your hamstrings give <laughs> us five games? Now, maybe they can't. I'm not I mean, we've seen a lot from Will Fuller with lower body body injuries, but 
Can you give us five weeks where you're like a full-time wide receiver two, and then you'll be wide receiver three for like a week. And then you're like four five, six down the stretch. Like we'll, we'll get you like 10, 15 snaps a game. That's all we need. Why he's not on a plane out to California right now. I don't know. Yeah, me either. I don't get it either. I mean, again, like I, I don't get it, but I get maybe not pursuing T.Y. Hilton. Like he's an old dude. He, he's yeah. been hurt, but Will Fuller's still relatively young. Like has the, the that deep threat, vertical threat ability that James Washington was kind of providing. He's just a lot faster, and I think he's better at that role than what Washington is. So, I mean, I, what about I, the, I saw Deshaun Jackson's name thrown out there. I just think. He's just—I mean, he's the worst cooked version of Julio Jones. Where it's like the name, yeah. Again, again, don't get me wrong. Like six plays a game, he can probably run a straight line and maybe catch the football. But I just think he's—I—I—there's I, I, no reason they shouldn't be interested in Will Fuller unless he wants ten million dollars a year. Like that's it. But I mean, Jackson's like—what is he? Probably thirty-seven now, thirty-six. He's got to be upper 30s but 35 i figured he was 35 36 37 so yeah i mean, I mean at this point i'd take anybody honestly like anybody right. who, who literally this is this is insane and then after this we'll move on to some positives from camp and talk about some things but there is one terrence Steele is the second leading touchdown reception leader out of the wide receivers in camp right now. He has one touchdown reception. The only other person that has one is CD lamb. That's not great. Terrence Steele plays offensive tackle and he's been a backup for yeah. 70% of his career. That's not great kids. <laughs> like unless you're going to be rolling out jumbo and you're going to rely on him to catch passes. That's not great. Not great. No. But, I mean, it's not like anybody could have seen this coming. Yeah. I mean, nobody had multiple podcast episodes. No. How bad this could end up. No. I mean, if they did, like, somebody should give them, like, an insane job covering the NFL because, I mean, they obviously, like, they got to be some of the smartest people in in the sport. Hey, that's music to my ears, Connor. But, all right, we've talked negative enough. There's, It hasn't been all bad. No, no, it hasn't. hasn't been all bad. I think this Cowboys defense, we talked about, you know, the regression that could come, you know, the, 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 the defense result, defensive results in the NFL aren't something that kind of sticks around year to year. But this defense looks good early in camp. Micah Parsons looks like he's gotten even better somehow. Um, we're seeing a lot of good things from these corners, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown. Jordan Lewis, Nashawn Wright. So, like the young, the young corners are improving. They're getting better. They're they're doing a, a lot of good things in camp. We thought we were going to miss out on uh, J. Ron Curse. We thought maybe he had a serious injury yesterday, but he came back in practice. So, the DBs, defensive line, the linebackers, Jabril Cox, even showing up a little bit, um, which is nice to see after his torn ACL last year. So, and even even that's a better good news. Some some better news, I should say. Jerry Jones thinks that Damone Clark is going to play sooner rather than later this year. Yeah. And I think that is massive. That is massive because I know you and I both really liked him. Loved him. And, you know, again, it's important to reiterate that the stuff he did at the combine, he did 
when they discovered a herniated disc in his back, right? which is just insanity. And so to get him back, like, look, I think the athleticism on this defense, the team speed on this defense, particularly if you get him back sooner rather than later, if cost contributes as, as you know, people like me who really like them coming out of LSU, you know, this team speed is going to be fantastic on the defensive side of the ball. I saw some reps from Sam Williams today from yeah. practice that I thought showed, Hey, you know, there's promise and potential here. Like I know he fell mostly for off field stuff, but you saw the reasons why people were still intrigued by him anyway. So I think the defense looks great. You know, we saw Tyler Smith forklift block, which was <laughs> impressive. Like there are positives here. Right. And we're going to try to focus on those and ignore what we spent the first 12 minutes talking about. I was getting ready to go back to some of the negatives. Didn't we mention the, <laughs> didn't we mention the kicker situation the other day? Or no, we, we haven't touched. I was, I was trying to steer past that. We should have included that in the first half of this episode, but good Lord, is that an ugly uh, situation they got brewing? I mean, that's it's not kicker. great. Again, it's, not great. It's like, bad. And I, again, I like. This- they rely on a field goal kicker a ton. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see. We've talked about tackle. We've talked about wide receiver, about who gets brought in, who's going to help, you know, make up for some of these injuries. I mean, I don't know who's out there as far as kickers go, but they're – I mean, if this keeps going the way it's going, they're going to have to look at doing something there because that's – that is an ugly situation right now. Yeah. Um, well, Jerry said that there was some wind. During practice. Yeah, I, when I read that tweet today, I wanted to punch a hole in my phone <laughs> screen. He also said he'd like to see them attempt, you know. Shorter. Shorter kicks. You Dude. know, try to allude to the fact that let's uh, finish drives with touchdowns. But, like, you know, again, yeah, it, I'm trying to see if there are any kickers out there. Um, Sam Ficken, Brent Maher. Don't get me wrong. The, the kickers are struggling. You got a rookie kicker and a guy who's kicked, like, three times in the NFL. I would have preferred him to just come out and be like, yeah, you know, hey, these guys are young. They're inexperienced. They'll, they'll, it's they'll, early, they'll figure it out. They'll work on it. Like, to blame yeah. the wind and the distance. The two things that every field goal kicker in the NFL are going to have to deal with, which is wind, especially in the postseason when you're oh, yeah. in January and February when it's probably going to be snowing, freezing cold, windy, and then distance, whereas like, Here, guys can't kick 55-yard field goals. Yeah. Coach, you're going to have to go for this one. What what am I doing? Why do I waste my time every year? Like, come on, man. Are you kidding? And then the – oh, God. God, I hate it here so much. (laughs) I hate it here so much. People are listening so angry. Just tell me. I know. I mean – on the bright side, I'm trying to get it back to the bright side here. Dats look good. The teams look fast. Um, yeah. Um, Cole Beasley is out there and healthy. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. Um, you know, but it is early, and you try to realize that, hey, you know, maybe – if they've constructed their, the entire roster, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, that if four is healthy, we've got a shot. Four is still healthy. Yeah. Yep. That is – I mean, that's – no matter what happens with the wide receiver injuries or swing tackle injuries or kicking situation, if your quarterback's healthy, you got a chance. Yeah. That's – And having said that, I'm now terrified. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, look, I mean, guys will be available. 
maybe they sign Wolf Fuller. Like maybe they decide that, look, you know what? Like we, we've got to do something. I mean, I think at some level sort of, you know, fan base outcry might make them make a move. I mean, you would think so, but I just don't think they care, honestly. I mean, we, we have been bitching and complaining all, all offseason. I mean, they have. it does seem like they've dug they, in their heels on this one. They had – I thought the craziest thing – the craziest thing I've seen this offseason is when they did their State of the Union press conference where they talked right. about, you know, everything. They I saw our buddy Marcus Mosier posted a, a tweet of the uh, people watching live, and it was like 123 people, like 15 minutes in. Ugh. It's the Dallas like pe- people have one hundred percent checked out and just not been as excited. Man, again, like I argue with people all the time. Like I can't check out. Like I have a job. I have to cover the team. I have to stay up to date. But like I'm not super as a fan. Like I'm not. Like, no, I mean, that, that's an interesting point you brought up. Let me ask you. Like, is that like a universal thing? Like amongst this fan base? Because I mean, you know, again, Patriots fan here, outsider looking in. Like Patriots fans are excited like right. there, there's hope there's belief right. that hey Mac Jones year two are our Cowboys fans like checked out for the most part the Cowboys homers are excited like they always are and I argue with them on Twitter all the time and the people who are like actual unbiased just fans of football but they root for the Cowboys you know again like I'm a Cowboys fan but I like football like I watch yeah. every game every weekend I go on game pass I watch Matt Stafford play the Browns like I'm gonna go watch Tom Brady play, you know, like I just love the game of football. So I'm going right. to watch film. I'm going to dissect it. I'm going to follow how the teams are built. Like I'm not excited at all about this Cowboy season. I mean, truthfully, like I just, I think they're still good enough to win the division because the division's not very good and you have the best quarterback in the division. That's my yeah. excitement levels. It's like, you know, I just got no sort of, oh, this team's got a chance to win it this year. And there's 32 teams. There's one champion. So every fan base to a certain extent is going to be like, yeah, it's probably not going to be our year, but when you're coming off of 12 and five, I think they're 12 and five last year, excuse me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. 12 and five, like going in the playoffs, we thought this team really did have a chance to at least make an NFC championship. And then you're at this point where it's like, we haven't taken one step back. We've kind of taken two steps back. Like our offensive line could be worse. Our receivers are worse. Our tight ends are worse. You know, our, our, Pass rush could be worse. Like, it's just you've taken so many steps back that I think the fan base, like the smart fans who aren't just homers, are going, what's there to be excited about? Other than Dak being healthy all year, hopefully. Right. And is there sort of like a camp that's like, you know, smart fans believe in Dak and they're kind of like that still gives us a shot? Or other like, because you mentioned sort of Dak's a quarterback that half the fan base hates. Is that half of the fan base that just does not think that Dak Prescott can get you there? Have they completely checked out now? I think that this is going to sound insane, but I think that side of the fan base is more checked in than the other because they hope that we suck and they hope that we trade Dak. Really? Like that, our, they, they think that Dak Prescott's like the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. Wow. Like that Jalen Hurts. I mean, no offense, but like Mac Jones, they think that all those yeah. guys are just better quarter. Like we're not even talking about Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, like guys who I think are in the conversation, you know, or, or even better at this point. But yeah. there's a section of Cowboys fans who hate him so much that they're like, I saw it today. Like somebody was like, I can't wait for this year because the Cowboys are going to lose because their team sucks. And then maybe we'll get rid of Dak. 
like that makes somehow makes the team better. <laughs> that it's again outside or on the outside looking in. Like I looked at, I just did top twelve quarterbacks in the league, and Dak was on that list. Like you tell me that there are people out there that are looking at like the Cousins, Garoppolo, Jones, Hurts, that tier, and saying those guys are better. Yep. Wow. Yep. That like stuns me. It's. I mean, is it a financial thing? Is it a fact that they haven't made a deep no. playoff run thing? Is it all it's, of it? It's it's literally been, I mean, again, like since I mean, I think a lot of it's like Tony Romo fans who, you know, he came in, took yeah. them to the best year they've had. And <laughs> I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, it wasn't all him, but 2016, they had probably their best chance of making an NFC championship game right. with the rookie quarterback, rookie running back, you know, not not a lot of like things that say, hey, this team should be good. I think that he took that Romo's job and people got really upset about that, which Smart Cowboys fans were like, yeah, Tony Romo's really good. He's at the end of his career. Now we got a really good young quarterback who's taken over that's not costing us any money. Like, let's root for this right. guy. But people just, I mean, hate him. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Wow. Friends, it's Uncle Mark here, okay? <laughs> Uncle Mark comes, as, as you can tell from the accent, from the New England area. And he has no dog in this fight. Y'all got a good quarterback. Like, listen, take it from me. Like, if, if you don't want to listen to Connor, Okay, I get it. But now listen to me. Like, he's a good quarterback. You guys are in good hands. I don't think that worked, though. I don't think it worked either. Um, I'm trying to pull up. Here, I'm, I'm pulling up a tweet from my friend Jeffrey Cavanaugh. He tweeted today, Dak missed CD in the intermediate deep area for the third time today while open. Not throwing it great today. It's training camp, second day. <laughs> Most quarterbacks are going to have a bad day. Um, Dak the Dud says, "Don't worry, he's the greatest cowboy quarterback in Cowboys history." LOL, capital letters. Next tweet, LOL. He has never been precisely accurate. <laughs> it just kills me. Wow! It, it kills is- me how people ki- here. Burn Barn, the usual, just an average year, but it's still fun to have a team. No Super Bowl, though. LOL. Eagles take the division. <laughs> Eagles take the division. That's from a Cowboys fan? All Cowboys fans. Wow. I'm learning I, a lot tonight, Connor. Here, here you go. Here you go. Jeff, I for one hope he gets benched. <laughs> they want Cooper Rush to play quarterback over Cooper there. Rush. Wait, what about the Nooch? <sighs> I will, I will, look, I'm saying this on if this isn't live, but tomorrow when you hear this, mark it down, write it in Sharpie. If Ben DiNucci ever gets the start, I mean, again, like if three quarterbacks get hurt and he has to play fine, if he has ever named the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys from week one, I will I'll get my face tattooed gray. Wow. I'll just get a gray tattoo on my face and I'll just walk a gray tattoo for Connor's face. And yeah, I thought you were just going to say it's an eat the tweet moment, but you went. No, face tat. I'm getting face tattooed. Like I'm going to walk around like a ghost. Wow. That's, that's, that's the, that's the amount. I would just be gray area. I'd be like, I never want to watch anything again. I just go to work, come home and watch a blank screen. Well, Hey, you know, like you said, go Yanks, go Yanks. I mean, we could turn this into a baseball pod if you want. We did just trade a starting pitcher for a guy who's not going to play this year. So that, 
I mean, hey, if you guys want to hear, we can play a little bit more. Hop on talking the the, the stripes that will be coming up here in a little bit. But no. Hey, you know, I, I'm here in the D.C. area, and my son was at the game last night wearing a, a Scherzer jersey to give a little shout-out to Max Scherzer, who was pitching for the Mets last night against the Nationals. And he went so we could see Soto's last game. So, yeah, fun times here in D.C. But like you said earlier, it's not all bad. Tyler Smith seems to be doing well. Forklift to do. Jalen Tolbert seems to be playing well. People like, are excited. Defense looks good. Like it's not all bad. It's just the bad is outweighing the good right now. And the issues with the bad are probably bigger issues than the good with the good. Yeah. And the issues with the bad speak to the process that went into this season. What I've been talking about for a long time right now. Boom. And if the process is flawed and we're seeing it at swing tackle and wide receiver now, what about the next position? What's the next shoe to drop? Like that's, that's the overwhelming concern that I have again, outside of looking in that you have, you know, fan of this team covering this team impartially. Like, and if they are reluctant to change, even in the face of, you know, fan public outcries and things like that, then it's going to be more of the same. Drop the mic, Mark. Again, Drop. that's coming from the the Boston guy. Drop the mic. You just said that last. That's that's the way to close it out. That's the way to close it out. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and again and expecting different results. Yeah. Well, so. you know. Maybe they'll do something. It's like that arrested development gift, right? That doesn't work for anybody else, but maybe just, it'll just, work for us. We just had a show that covered like options at wide receiver. And now the injury, like 2018, they did go and trade for Amari Cooper. I'd like to look at the options of like who they could trade for. I mean, you just had hey. a ton of dudes get paid, but Nelson Aguilar, you guys interested in a receiver that sometimes struggles at the catch point? I was thinking more uh, Amari Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland. You're going to be without to show up for six games. Here's um, that what fifth back to get that you gave back. us a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, we'll, any we'll take backs out. on that one? We we'll, had our we'll, fingers crossed when we did it. We'll we'll have a PR disaster to get, get everybody off y'all's back because of What's going on with y'all right now? Just give us a Mark Cooper back for a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. But uh all right. We'll be back next week. Hopefully not talking about any injuries. Hopefully a little bit more positive. Hopefully. We'll have the Hopefully. Hall of Fame game Thursday night. We got that. We got football this week. Yeah. Football this week. Football is back. We hope it turns around. We hope these guys stay healthy. We hope Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert. Micah Parsons, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb continue to stay healthy and play well. Because if they do, a lot of bad things could go bad, but the good could still be good enough to, to push on. So, there you um, go. Hey, I'm not checked out all the way yet. Not very excited, but uh, I think there, there's, there's, there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. You're and there's telling a chance. me there's a chance. I'll let you know when that chance is up, and then in a week from after I say it, it'll probably happen. Because we're never wrong on talking to Stark. Me and Mark just forecast the future. So if you want to know what's going to happen in two weeks, tune in. Oh, next dear week. God. Now I'm dreading what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll be back next week.